Hello. Today I thought I'd share a short personal story of um, when I was younger, much, much younger than today. Um, I happened to be with part of my family in the island uh, of uh, Heraklion for a short visit. And um, that would be the island of Crete, sorry. So between Ios Nikolaos and Heraklion and going around there. And a fabulous place, by the way. Today it's got a lot more tourists. But uh, back then it was, was beginning to get tourists. I think it was 80s. And um, one of the things that we always did uh, with my family and was to go to see the harbor or the port. And there was a small port as we walked out of the cafe, which probably was a bar that served cafe. And uh, so it was a bar that served coffee, that would be. And um, we would go see the fishermen and their fishing boats, usually um, typically Mediterranean, similar as you find in the south of Spain and then Italy, the, the fishing boats, which are diesel running engines, um, onboard engines, for the most of them. Every once in a while you have a 20 or 30 horsepower. These are daily fishing activities. They're small, one, two, maybe three which would combine fishing from small nets to lines and so forth. And um, with the tradition of fishing, I mean, the, the fishermen there would be like father, son and so forth. And uh, very local um, exercise and economy. Back then, today, I, I don't know if this still even exists. I don't think it would be even sustainable. Uh, although, you know, we talk about it coming back in the sort of farm to table. One could imagine the fishing to table. And I'm sure it exists in some parts of the world. But for Greece, with so much tourism, it should be done. Not sure it is, though. But to, 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 to get back to the story, as I remember, I would go to the port when I was a kid. And I had been in many ports around the Med, Mediterranean. And I remember seeing this, uh, this, uh, this man on his boat, this fisherman. Uh, the boat was in the port. And um, he was cleaning his engine, the, the tops of his engine, because you've got all kinds of greasy elements all over the place. And he was using some old rag, some old piece of cloth. And uh, just yeah, I could see him just, you know, taking care of his equipment, his working tool, so to speak. And uh, that's it. Then he finished. He stood straight, grabbed that piece of cloth and did what everyone else did at the time. Just threw it overboard. I, mean, I could come up with the, the joke on flotsam and jetsam, but he just threw it overboard. And that piece of rag or cloth, whatever it was, you know, just stood there in a sort of very calm sea because you're inside the port, so there's not too much movement. And I watched it as it slowly opened up a bit in the water, giving all kinds of patterns which had yellow green, basically petrochemicals and so forth, just creating small circles around that piece of cloth. And slowly this was moving and, and uh, you could see this is, you know, one doesn't want to dramatize, but the, 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 the gesture, the, that exercise of just, you know, you finish what you just throw it into the sea is, uh, was perfectly normal. Nobody bat an eyelid around there. It was just, you know, done with it, 
over it goes. And um, and this was a, you know, there's not much movement. So at some point, that thing is going to either crash on the side or, or get stuck somewhere. And uh, that was perfectly normal. Perfectly normal. As a kid, I would look at it and I was like, why would he do that? And I remember having a conversation with an adult that day. And uh, and the adult, out of the blue, said, well, the sea needs, they've discovered back then, they discovered that the sea, if it's not disturbed, will clean itself in a hundred years, one century. And I, in my mind, it was, oh my God, it's more than a lifetime. So I remember these different thoughts going through my mind. And this was many, many years ago now on a Greek island. And um, I think that the habits, even if we can talk about people throwing trash and, and being disrespectful and there's been all kinds of other things in the as far as waste. Uh, for example, there's a lot more uh, coffee lids, there's a lot more um, straws, there's a lot more single-use plastics in that time. But that gesture of the fisherman of all those years ago, I don't think you would see it today the same way. Because he's, you know, if he made his living from fishing, he's got other challenges. And I think that he would be a lot more aware and more careful. And just like that community of people learned, I think that a lot more other communities will be learning along the way. Hopefully it won't take that long. But as we've seen with the different movements and actors and popular people jumping on the bandwagon, um, straws have been a primary target. Big brands have had to reorient how they communicate. Um, you've got popular places in in popular towns where basically they don't automatically throw a straw into their soda or whatever. They just have it there in case somebody asks for it, but they don't promote it anymore because part of their raising awareness is to explain, you know, once you take a straw, single use, it could end up where you don't want it to end up killing other lives and down the food chain back into your own plate. So just to talk about the evolution and raising awareness, and I think that we should just keep practicing and keep getting better and keep learning and keep at it and promoting every exercise to help heal the planet and keep the oceans clean. Till the next time, thank you for listening. And if you're in Greece or somewhere around the coast on the, one of the uh, Greek islands, have a look. Maybe fishermen are still throwing stuff into the water. I doubt it. But, you know, let me know.